0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'd like everybody to uh, turn to somebody next to them and say, Happy Name Day. <laughs> because today's All Saints Day, it's everybody's, Saint, everybody's name day. Unless you haven't got a name yet, of course, you're on your way into the Orthodox Church. Yes, so, so today we remember all the saints. I've got three points today. All, call, and fall. Nice and easy to remember. All, call, and fall. First of all, all. Today we're remembering all the saints. And uh, that includes those who are martyred, those who are very holy people, those who we don't even know about. And that's why we do this, to cover everybody. There are some saints that haven't come to our attention we won't know about them until we uh, meet them in heaven. So we're remembering all the saints today, young and old, male and female, from every nationality around the world. So it's a very special day today. And the reason it's the um, Sunday after Pentecost is because no, none of those um, saints would have become saints without the Holy Spirit. There is a direct connection between the Holy Spirit and sainthood and the Holy Spirit and all saints this Sunday. Some people say, um, how, do, how, how do we know uh, that the Orthodox Church is the true church? How do we, what's the proof? Well, you could say, well, is it miracles? Is it we've got the most beautiful buildings? We've got the nicest icons? What is it? Well, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says, by their fruit you will know them. Now I find it very difficult I'm not um, an expert in trees and things I find it very difficult to tell the difference between a lemon tree and an orange tree because their leaves are almost the same but all I need is one orange and one lemon and I can tell you which is which tree and it's the same with the church by their fruit you'll know them and what's the fruit? Well in Galatians St. Paul says the fruit of the spirit is love joy Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the fruit of the Spirit. And this is how people can identify the true church. And this is what the saints that have gone before us have demonstrated. Uh, For the word patience, in the translation in the New King James Version, it says long suffering. And some of them, the martyrs, they suffered long uh, for their faith. But they overcame and they won the victory and they became martyrs and saints. So how do we know we're in the right church? By the fruit you find in the church. Where do you find the fruit? In the people. So this is why we are all, my second point now, called be holy. This is our calling, to be holy and to be uh, different to those in in the pagan society that we're surrounded by today. We all have different gifts. There's some teachers, some preachers, um, uh, some administrators and so on and so on. But we all have the same calling when it comes to holiness. We are all called to holiness we are all called to bring forth the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self-control some people say to me i don't know what the will of god is for me i can tell you what the will of god is saint paul wrote it down two thousand years ago when he was writing a letter to the thessalonians his first letter to the thessalonians here it is for this is the will of god Are you ready? Your sanctification. Now he wanted to um, expand that a bit when he was talking to the Thessalonians because they had a lot of problems uh, in their culture. They were living in a sea of paganism just like we are today. And so then he goes on to say, he goes on to explain what he means by this. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality that's the first thing he says now you might think well is that relevant today boy is that relevant today it certainly is some people think we're living in a post-Christian society other people think we're living in a pre-Christian society but one thing is for sure that paganism is on the rise and one of the marks of paganism is sexual immorality and it's everywhere And if we're not careful, it'll come into the church. We have to be very careful there. And it will come into the church. It will come into the church through people who are converting uh, to Christianity. They don't know anything better. And so I want to say this, that we must not judge them. We have to leave it to the Holy Spirit to convict them. And if anybody goes around saying, you know, you shouldn't be doing, doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. That's wrong. Um, I, I really liked um, what Daniel said in his sermon the other day about um, Metropolitan Antony in London. Do you remember that story? Two or three weeks back now, somebody came into the church wearing... A girl came in, and she was wearing trousers in the Russian church. And they don't like girls wearing trousers in the Russian church. <laughs> and she got told off. And she, went, she left the church in tears and uh, Metropolitan Antony came out the following Sunday to the church and he said somebody told this young lady off who came into the church for the first time and she left the church in tears that person must repent and they must pray for that person who left the church for the rest of their lives that was his sermon then he went back into the altar that was his sermon for the day and we must not judge people coming into the church who we might think are committing sexual immorality. That's not their calling yet. <laughs> it's our calling, definitely our calling, but not theirs when they first come in. We have to wait for the Holy Spirit to work in their lives. Okay? And, and He will. He will. If God is drawing them into the church, He will work in their lives. So this is the will of God, your sanctification. That is all our will. And it involves sexual immorality, leaving that behind. Um, not, it goes on to say that each each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles, who do not know God. See, they come into the church, they do not know God, they're looking for God and they don't need judgment when they come in. They need love, joy, peace, peace patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. All right. So that's all I want to say on that. Um, so there's a very interesting parish, uh, parish uh, passage or section in today's uh, readings here um, in the Gospel where Jesus says, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. I always struggle with that. Did you struggle with that? Because the, the, the fifth commandment says, honour your mother and father. And then Jesus is saying, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So I'm thinking, what's, what's, he, what's he really saying here? I've heard preachers actually say, you've got to put, your, put God, you've got to leave your mothers and fathers if you want to be a true Christian. That's wrong. That's cultish. We still have to honour our mothers and fathers. But what this is saying, I think, this is my opinion, my understanding of it, is that when our mothers or fathers or husbands or wives or whatever are trying to tell us to do something which goes against what Christ is asking us to do, that's when we have to have a boundary and we say, no, we're going to do the right thing. So some some parents, if you've got a pagan parent, they might say, oh, you know, you're going out with somebody, jump into bed with them and you've got them for life. You say, no, I can't do that. So you don't honour your parents in that area. See what I mean? You've got to stay holy. And um, we, 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 st- we follow Christ in the whole of our lives, uh, even when we crash in some areas, sometimes with our parents or family members. And now we have the fall. So we've had all the call, and now we have the fall. What I mean here is not the fall back in Adam and Eve's time, But when we fall, we trip over, we sin. We call it a fall. Um, If you listen to the prayers of the Orthodox Church, you find over and over again we say, only you are without sin. Talking about our Lord and God and Saviour Jesus Christ. Only you are without sin. That means the rest of us are sinners. I, I come out every Sunday... And I say, forgive me, my brothers and sisters, for I am a sinner. And the reason I do that is because I am a sinner. We're all sinners. And we're all going to fall. And it goes on and on and on. I, sometimes, some of you i have told this story of um, a monk who was struggling with his, his uh, sins. And uh, he went to his spiritual guide. And the, the man said, it's, he said, it's like going across a field, a muddy field, and you keep, your boots get stuck in the ground and you fall flat on your face. And he says, what do you do when that happens? He said, well, I get up and I uh, wipe myself clean and I keep going. And he said, what well, if you fall over again? He said, I get up again and I fall flat on my, f- uh, and I clean myself off and I keep going. And, um, and the monk who was struggling said, and how long is this going to go on for? And, and his spiritual guide said, for the rest of your life. <laughs> Messing up is part of life, unfortunately, for us. But God has given us ways back through confession, through the liturgies, through the services, through the communion, and so on and so on. Because God loves us and he wants to forgive us. He wants us to come for forgiveness. Messing up is part of our life. Not getting up, that's a problem. Giving up is a terrible problem. And many people come to me and they say, I feel like giving up because I just can't get on top of this thing. We must not give up. We mess up. We all mess up. I mess up. Everybody messes up. Only Jesus never messed up. But we have to keep on getting up. When we think of the saints today, you think of some of these saints here. Look at St. Moses over there. Um, he, he was a real, I mean, he was an unbelievable guy. Uh, the things he did you want to read the read the stories of the saints and you'll see how they struggle sometimes and what the difference is though they always got up after they fell always and that is the challenge for us when we fall down we mustn't get discouraged we we know we've messed up but we know we've got to get up and we mustn't give up and that way we will become saints ourselves which is our calling as um, uh, followers of Christ. So, application. We've had all call and fall today. All call, fall. Got that? And now I've got the application. And um, one of the ways that we can learn, we're surrounded, the Epistle said today, by a great cloud of witnesses. And this is uh, sort of uh, pictured here with the icons all around the sides of the church. They're all watching us. We're in the arena. They're cheering us on. And we can learn from them. And the way we learn from them, part of the orthodox discipline, the spirituality, if you like, is to read the lives of the saints. I want to encourage you today, as an application from today's sermon, to read the lives of the saints. If you don't know how to start, where to look, um, talk to Reg here, who's waving this... um, uh, lives of the saints here is bigger than the bible <laughs> uh that's only one month yes okay <laughs> so he will talk to reg because he will help you to to know where to look to read about the saints parents read your children's stories and so on and uh is rob here this morning rob 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 rob, rob. Yeah, rob's at the back just see up keep waving uh rob uh showed me something i hadn't found before Um, Mull Monastery in Scotland are broadcasting the saints every day on YouTube and uh, it's terrific and he he put me onto it and I've been doing it every every day since and every morning they read the main main saint and then they have a little service you don't have to sit there watching the YouTube, Uh, you can walk around with it uh, in your ears or or go for your walk or whatever that's what I do usually but it's really good and it helps us to make contact with the saints, helps us to learn from their experiences, helps us to be astounded by their bravery. One thing St. Saint, Saint, uh, John Chrysostom says was when he thinks about the saints, he really, uh, he, he said he was just, he felt so mortified about his own life, the own, his own stage of life. I thought, well, John Chrysostom, you know, he felt he was struggling. And, and it, it's a challenge for us. When we, when we hear what they did, it's a challenge for us. It's a, we need heroes. <laughs> Don't we? We need heroes. These are our heroes. It's not the footy people. It's not the tennis players. It's the saints. And we need to learn about them. We need to hear about them. And these are, these are a couple of ways. So talk to Reg, talk to Rob, find out how you can um, hear more about them and grow in the challenge Uh, that we're faced with in becoming holy ourselves. May God help us all to become saints, because we all have the potential, and we're all called to that ministry. Now to God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, be ascribed all might, majesty, dominion, and praise, now and forever and the ages of ages. Amen.